Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Such a Lady, and I'm your hostess with the mostest, no, I'm just kidding, I'm your host, Siobhan, and to all the Sal's, thanks for tuning back in. To the new listeners, welcome to the Such a Lady family, um, we've been waiting on you to get here. <laughs> that sounded like, like we've been waiting on y'all to get here so we can hurt y'all. No, we've been waiting on y'all to get here so y'all can join our toxic family. I mean, we're not toxic, but that's what we talk about is toxic here. Um, now, this week's Such a Lady um, engagement has gone up by 117%. So, listen... You guys are commenting. Y'all are, are liking the pages. Y'all, thank y'all. Listen, I'm not even finna play. Thank y'all. Because our such ladies of the week are Salima Muhammad. Girl, listen, I think you done went through and loved every post. And I love everything about you. Thank you. I love you. Um, <laughs> Jennifer. And I'm sorry, sis. Is it Oster? Is that... I'm sorry if I messed your name up, but listen, my heart loves you and I appreciate you, girl. Listen, you didn't came through in the cut and then made everything okay. And then Darlene and Denise, Darlene Lewis and Denise Phillips, these, okay, first of all, not that they sisters. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Denise was telling me that she had put us sister on and I didn't know she had tagged us sister. So I'm like, Hey, tell your sister, thank you. Yada, yada, yada. Not knowing that her sister's right underneath and I'm talking to the both of them. So they, y'all seem like such a good time. I cannot wait to meet y'all. I honestly cannot wait to meet all of the such ladies. I know y'all are like, I'm never going to meet her, but y'all don't know what's going to happen. So close your mouth, close your eyes. We're going to meet each other one day. Um, I'm serious. Like I'm, I'm thinking of how it's going to happen. It could be a zoom thing. It could be a meet and greet. I don't know, but I'm excited to meet you guys. Like I really think of y'all as family and I can't wait to meet my fam and I have fam everywhere. So listen, can't wait to do it. So thank you guys for your support as well as all the other ladies. Um, just because you weren't such a lady this week doesn't mean that you aren't special because I couldn't do it without you. You are important. You are valued. You are loved. And listen, I want you to be great on purpose, but that ain't what y'all came here for. Y'all came here for the toxicity. And that's what I'm going to give y'all. So let's get into it. Now, this week's toxic love story starts with Susan Polk who was born Susan May Bowling. I love people who got two names, like Susan May or Corey Lynn or Tasha Mack. I don't know what it is. I like two names. And then I also like people who have two first names, like Christian Michael. I don't know. I like it. I don't know. It's just my thing. Anyway, Susan had a pretty normal life. She made good grades. Now, she didn't make good grades. The girl was bad she was cold with it like she was at the top of her class she didn't give too many problems um 
she was a basically it wasn't too much anybody had bad to say about her when susan was in high school though the school that she was going to recommended that she see dr frank felix polk to help treat her with her panic attacks now i say this kudos to the school for even noticing that susan needed help because panic attacks ain't no joke i remember when listen y'all probably be like it is not about you but i remember when i had my very first one it was like right after i had broken up with my daughter's father we had been together for like 10 plus years and i had gotten a new relationship and i was trying to prove to Ty's dad that look somebody else want me you ain't the only one out here that want me so I harried up into this relationship with this person who I knew I didn't need to be with and I hadn't ever ever had a panic attack but then the day that I told Ty's dad that I was getting married he was like Siobhan you know this ain't what you want and I was like listen you didn't want me y'all I was young listen listen growth grow with me people grow with me so (laughs) so I was like listen yeah I'm getting married he want me you didn't want me yada yada so I get home and I just get this really really bad headache and I'm talking to my then fiance and I'm like hey um I need you to take me to the hospital because something's going wrong I'm finna die like it's bad and so any other time he be speeding but he taking me to this is how I should have knew it wasn't gonna work he driving the speed limit I'm telling him I'm finna die and he likes stopping at yellow lights. No, run these bastards. And that's what I said. I said, if you don't run every single light, he was like, what if I get a ticket? I will pay for your ticket. My gosh, we get to the hospital. This lady going to say, you need to calm down, ma'am. You're having a panic attack. I was like, yo, mama, hold. do not tell me what I'm having. Look, she, <laughs> she work at the hospital. I'm coming for help, and I'm telling her not to tell me what's wrong with me. But anyway, lo and behold, that was my first panic attack of many. I would not wish that on my worst enemy. And what's crazy is that Susan had help. I didn't. My mama thought I was crazy because I'm not being funny and I'm not pulling a race car. But back in the black community, that wasn't talked about. When I told my mama that them people said I had anxiety, she said, you worry too much, girl. What you want me to fix you to eat? Because that's how they dealt with stuff with food. And so that's how I got these hips and thighs. And my anxiety went untreated for years. So I am so kudos to them for reaching out to get help for Susan because she needed it because panic attacks ain't no joke and if you deal with them just know you are not alone you are not and a lot of times we feel like we have to get rid of the anxiety and for some people that's easier said than done I had to realize I had to become friends with my anxiety like we get like I be talking to my anxiety like not today like you know we got stuff to do not bubble guts today no 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 but y'all know if y'all know about anxiety but anyway so she went to go visit him for anxiety and he was supposed to be helping her okay so now the school is like i'm gonna send susan to dr you know polk because he's an adolescent he deals with adolescents and i think it would be good but the school didn't know that polk had his own way of treating his patients he felt like if he was more of a friend he would be able to reach his patients by revealing some of his problems but here's the thing when you specialize in adolescent therapy these are children that you're dealing with 
they didn't come to get no, you know, she's with your wine. You get what I'm saying? They didn't come. They didn't come near your problems. They probably didn't even sign up to come in the first place. So here it is odd that I'm coming and I'm trying to, I don't even know what I'm here for, but here I got this grown person telling me they issues. And I know everybody got issues, but could you keep your problems to yourself or get your own therapist? That's all I'm saying. I mean, would it look like I'm coming to you at the age of 14 because she was 14, Susan was 14, and you putting your grown tail issues on me? The confusion. I don't understand it. But I... I just tell the stories because like I said, I don't understand it, but Susan liked it. And guess what? Polk liked Susan. Listen, he didn't just like her. He liked her. Some would say that he was infatuated with her. Well, she was 14, so that was not okay. And then also, when Dr. Polk started treating Susan, he was married with two children. So she was 14 and you was a grown man with a wife and two kids. So I don't even know how this even came about. Like, why are y'all even talking about it? But apparently it happened. Um, Although Susan was 15 years his junior, you know, Polk was like, say less. He divorced his wife, left her and the kids for Susan which is crazy because while Pope was treating Susan she told them that they were having sex she told them that like at the age of 16 that they started having sex I guess he kind of like what from 14 up until 16 what is that word that they say they kind of like um um groomed them yeah he kind of groomed her and then at the age of 16 they had sex so I don't know if I'm not sure if she was bragging or if if they asked her hey Susan how's therapy going and she was like great (laughs) like it couldn't be any better I'm not sure but and the reason why I say that is because I would think after they found out that this grown man was having sex with this minor he would go to jail but he didn't Susan would go on to college and afterwards they got married like so what the hell i don't know y'all it was just as confusing to me as it is to y'all so when they got married susan was 24 and polk was 50 okay i i don't know and i maybe i know there are women out there who like older men i know but this story is weird because this was the man who was treating you you get what i'm saying i don't know anyway susan and Polk would go on to have three sons and Susan was said to be a very devoted wife and mother. Um, They said that Polk was a very, very good provider, but as with many men and a lot of successful men, the money is there, but the presence isn't. So he was a good provider, but he wasn't there all the time. Susan was the person who took her home. And that's okay, you know, but, um, the boys will go on to say that their father wasn't there that much. And Susan was in Susan's case, Polk wasn't, she didn't think that her husband was cheating on her, or at least she didn't say that she thought he was, um, their issues became because she felt like her husband was talking to everyone about her, but her. She felt like 
her husband was talking to their friends about her. Um, she felt like he was talking to judges about her. Um, it was like paranoia started coming in, but over the years, it was said that Susan's mental health wasn't ever right. Hence her going to see the therapist and not all people who go see therapists have issues that can't be treated. But I'm just saying like, you know, crazy leaves clues. So, um, over the years, it was like, it was getting worse and worse. And so her husband was kind of like, you know what? Mm, I don't think I want to do this no more. You know what I mean? She out here being paranoid. She telling the people that I'm feeding information to them. You know what I mean? And so Dr. Polk finally was like, you know, enough is enough. And he filed for divorce. And I'm just kind of like, really? Like, for real, you not going to try to give me no help? You, I mean, you, you the therapist, you not going to try to help me? Listen, help me help me you help me like you helped me then when it was convenient for you now i guess you ain't got the time huh you ain't got the time to help me no more see that's what i'd be talking about just selfish i don't know anyway so okay so susan was distraught and she's like you know there he files for divorce but she's still living in the house like they this is like a compound y'all this ain't no house this is a this is nice they got like they got gyms they got this separate from the house they got pool houses like this is even if susan didn't want to leave this house and they got a divorce she could still stay there and they could probably not have seen each other like this is how big this home was um and so she decided that she was going to go on vacation. I don't know if it was to get her mom right. You know, he didn't file for divorce. And look, I don't want to see you. I don't care how big the house is. I don't even want to know that you're there. I don't. So Susan went on vacation. But when she went on vacation, this goes to show y'all that Dr. Polk, I don't care. People have birthdays, but that don't mean they mature. With his big tail, tail age, when she go on vacation, he going to go and claim that she abandoned their minor son. She abandoned the house and she basically left the marriage, went to court, gained custody of the minor son, gained custody of the minor son, gained custody of the house. And based on the fact that now he has custody of the minor son and the house that, oh my gosh, that significant, that Oh my gosh, I'm just talking about it significantly reduced Susan's alimony payments like dramatically. So so like she didn't lost her husband. She didn't lost her minor son cuz the two older ones are, you know, they they don't need nobody to look after them, but the last baby she got left in the in the in the, in the tribe, he didn't took that from her. So the house, she got to go. The baby, he finna keep the baby. And then, not only that, she, she finna have to do what? Because he been taking care of her all these years. They've been together, what, 30 plus years? He got with her when she was 14. Come on, Dr. Polk. Like, for real, I'm not saying that you got to stay where you not appreciated or you not wanted. But you set up this house of cards to fall. And now you looking like, who did it? No, don't throw stones and then hide your hand. I hate people who do that. 
So y'all know that we like to recap her as such a lady. So here we go. Susan was 14. She was sent to a therapist who manipulated her. And I say that because at the end of the day, he was the adult and he knew better. And he had a responsibility. He had a responsibility to protect her and to make sure that things did not go as far as they did. Now, Polk ends up divorcing his wife, who he has the two children with. And he lead him in the dust. And then he ends up marrying Susan, who he was treating for her panic attacks and Lord knows what else. And now, after three kids later, he wanted a divorce because she's not right in her head. I wonder if you played a part in that. I, listen, let me just keep going with the story. I'll just tell the story, okay? I just, I just think Polk was wrong. And I think that he knew that. And I'm sure that his age and his degrees had Susan thinking that he was the best thing since sliced bread. But really, he wasn't. He preyed on her. He manipulated her. Over the years, it was said that Polk was controlling. But that was to other people. To Susan, it was what she signed up for. You know what I mean? Like she knew that she was signing up to be with this older man and, and her family was her life. And so once that was taken from her and once she thought that that was taken from her, she started losing her mind. And Dr. Puck was kind of like, you know what? I didn't had enough of it. You know, he probably was ready to go find somebody else that would, I don't know, probably had an 11 year old in the cut somewhere waiting to go find her. Probably was the next one he was finna marry. Oh, selfish tale. Okay, so once the divorce was filed and things were in motion, you got to see the uglier sides of Susan and Dr. Polk. Both would call the police on each other after each, uh, you know, after a fight, just because, you know, just because you can do that because you're pissed off and you want to leave me, guess what? I'm going to make it as hard as hell. You know what I mean? Reports would say that Polk called the police on his wife claiming that she abused him. But then when the police showed up and they asked him, hey, listen, had she ever put her hands on you now or before? Dr. Polk was like, no, she ain't never put her hands on me. So it was kind of like they were playing tit for tat. But if you've ever, but you know what I mean? If you've been on this earth long enough, you know that divorce can bring out the ugliest side in some people. Some people can be the bigger people and they're like, listen, you know, we had our time together. We grew apart. It was fun while it lasted. I wish you the best. They have these divorce parties. They invite each other to them. They remain friends. Y'all are great people. Y'all are. I, I I strive to be like y'all. But then you got people like Susan and Polk who was like, listen, no, you finna die. Like, <laughs> like the only way out of this marriage is through death. And so it was crazy. I mean, it, it was. I, it, and it's crazy how you can be with somebody for that long and have kids with them. And then they just be like, you know what? Go find you somewhere else to stay. Because I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. So Susan get home to the big house and she spent this particular day. She spends time with her younger son who was supposed to go to a, a baseball game with his dad that day, I believe. Now 
her son would say that his father was a workaholic but if he said he was gonna do something he was gonna do it so he might not have been around all the time but if he said look i'm gonna take you here then that's what he said he was gonna do and they could take it to the bank and so when he couldn't get a hold of his dad he began to worry because you know kids know their parents now while susan was at the house and her and her son went out to eat and they were running errands when she went back home she told her son like i need to run some more errands and her son was like hey why didn't you just do it while we was out like that didn't make no sense but of course he didn't make no big issues about it of course he probably was like my mom was acting kind of crazy again so he let her do her thing he goes in the house and he's trying to call his dad like dude where are you at he's calling his office he's calling his cell phone he's not getting any answer so susan comes back to the house and um he's asking her like mom where's my dad at like for real like you his car ain't here you don't know where he at and she's like no i don't know where he at but police would later find out that susan had been toying around with killing Polk with her son the same son that's asking where my dad is at she had been saying recently that she was gonna kill him she was like giving scenarios of how it would be easy you know for him to be gone and how you know it would be better off if he was gone so much so that her son stopped paying attention to the 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 threats that she was making he thought they were idle until his father never came home that day he would keep asking his mom over and over again where his father was until she finally responded gone like gosh aren't you glad he's gone like for real like stop asking me he ain't he's not here he's gone and i don't understand why you keep asking he ain't been here like it's so the son is like okay look i'm not gonna argue with this crazy lady so he called the police and when the police came the son took them out to the pool house because finally he had worked up the nerve to go out there he knew something wasn't right he knew and the first time he went out there it was dark and he couldn't see anything so he came back and this is when he's asking his mom all these questions she's avoiding him but then he goes back with a with a flashlight and he sees that something's not right and so he calls the police well when the police come and they find that dr polk has been murdered and like bludgeoned they arrest susan and listen susan is susan was a piece of work because after she was arrested all of her children would testify um, two of them would testify against her. One of them would say that she was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, for real. Like, can you imagine your kid saying that about you? And then the, the one of the sons said that um, he really did believe that the father manipulated her and abused her. And I don't know if he said that because he felt bad because everybody was going so hard in the pain against his mom. I don't know. Or if he really felt that way. But he he honestly said that, you know, I felt like my mom was being abused. But then you had the other two that were like, no, uh -uh, it wasn't it wasn't my dad. It was her. Like he might not have been perfect, but she was crazy. Um, But then the first attorney who represented Susan, he caused the mistrial because his wife was murdered in an unrelated case. 
So at this point, Susan's like, you know what? If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. So she decided that she's going to represent herself. And you know what they say. The person who represents themselves for um, <laughs> the person who descend- the person who defends themselves has a full four lawyer. And I say that for Susan because Susan thought she was the smartest person in the room until she turned that courtroom into a freaking circus, claiming that Polk was treating her some 30 years earlier and when he was doing that he raped her he manipulated her he abused her no one came to save her then he manipulated her into marriage he controlled her and her children she was talking crazy to the judge she was talking crazy to the um the other attorneys in there like she was really going off um she said that she killed Polk in self-defense she said that over all the years that they had been together he had been abusing her and she just couldn't take it anymore and then like once he decided to leave her she was just like I guess it kind of like it snapped like okay so you did all this to me you've been doing this to me since I was 14 and now you don't want me anymore you're just gonna throw me away after you've done all this damage to who's gonna want me now who you don't and you old as dirt so who gonna want me so she said that he tried to come at her and she was like listen it's either you or me and i'm choosing me and so she stabbed him and she claimed self-defense but the jury didn't believe that at all and she actually tried to get another mistrial um but they was like no we're not gonna do this like you did it you said you did it and you're gonna go to jail and so you know she ends up going to jail they ended up giving her 16 years to life for second degree murder and when i sit back and think about it i think that killing is wrong period but but this man went out of his way to hurt this lady and it also sounded like polk was all that Susan knew. And I think that people kind of sleep on that. I mean, you comprehend from, you know, your level of understanding. My mom was very, very affectionate towards me. Very, very affectionate. Hugged, kissed all the time. Like, that's all I knew. So that's all I knew to give to my daughter. It wasn't like I, I felt obligated, but that's what I did. Like, hugged and kisses. And I remember one time we went over to a friend's house and we were getting ready to go in. My daughter went to go give my friend a hug and a kiss. And the girl, like, like pushed my daughter. Not pushed, but, like, moved her away. And I was like, girl, you better give my daughter a hug. <laughs> we can square right now. And she was like, girl, you know my mama did not hug us when we was growing up. We, I do not even hug my own kids. And so, I mean, that made sense to me. And at that point, that's when I had to stop thinking everybody ain't raised the way I was raised. And I ain't raised the way everybody else was raised. What I think is okay, you might not think is okay. What you think is okay might not be what I think is okay. So I say all that to say that, you know what I mean? Susan, that was all she knew. So so what was she supposed to do once her kids were gone? He took her youngest son. He was leaving her. He took the house. I mean, she probably felt like she didn't have nothing else to lose. I mean, I, that's just me. And again, that's just my opinion. 
they don't pay me for it i just tell it but um i just felt like he was wrong he knew all the demons this lady had and then not only that say you only knew him when she was 14 you had to get to know him because over the years y'all were married and had children so you you were a therapist you watched you even stated that you saw her her mental health declining and instead of getting help you decided to choose to play on her emotions i'ma wait till you leave and i'ma go to court and i'ma do this behind your back oh and when you get back i'ma go ahead and make sure that you know i did it but then once he's gone it's like okay well you know well she's this horrible person should she have killed the man no but should he have had sex with her when she didn't know no better hell no so they both were wrong so that's our toxic love story for today tell me what you think i love telling y'all these stories and again i get so nervous y'all pray before these episodes i'll be like and i don't know why y'all my family and hey look if y'all don't like to listen all y'all gotta do is unfollow but i love y'all and i feel like y'all wouldn't do that to your girl but i just want y'all to know that i definitely give all that i have and i would love y'all's feedback if y'all want to meet me over at such a lady 30 on instagram or on Facebook, I would love to chat with y'all. Um, as you can see, I may not get back right away, but I'm back to y'all usually at three o'clock in the morning because that's when I'm up and at them. And um, <laughs> and I just really love conversating with y'all. I just love knowing that I have a whole family out there that is involved with toxic, crazy stuff just as much as I am. I'm not out here alone. But here's the time. If you are looking for a sign to get out of a toxic relationship this is it don't wait for nothing else you ain't got to talk to tyrone you ain't got to talk to his mama you ain't got to do nothing else honestly you ain't even got to pray about it because i'm telling you you've probably already been praying about it and you've probably been looking for a sign and this is it you cannot find your worth if you won't let go of the things that are holding you back And so sometimes that means letting go of toxic relationships, toxic people, toxic jobs, whatever it is. If it's toxic, let it go. You are not a tree, sis. You are not planted. So go be great on purpose. And guess what? Meet me here next week, same time, same place, so we can talk about our next toxic love story going wrong. All right. Love y'all. Don't forget to be great on purpose. And thanks for tuning in.